0: Hi, I'm Ryan with Team Koozie and today we're here to talk to you about how teams face challenges that occur when they're rolling out technology at multiple sites across the country. And These are the stages of the ultimate rollout checklist. Step one, gather the prerequisites. Step two, get a handle on the hardware. Step three, standardize the workflows. Step four, get the staffing right. Step five, the project pre-kickoff. Step six, let's roll out. Step seven, the after action review. How can failing to build a foundation derail a project? You know, failing to define goals uh, and whose role is, you know, what everyone's role is and helping reach those goals is, is key. It's just like anything in life. People need to know what the expectations are of them individually and how that affects the overall outcome. Uh, making sure that whether it's a project manager, a project coordinator, a field technician or somebody at the at the retail or store level knows how they're going to help drive a project to the finish line. is really key in making sure what the deliverables are from their from their perspective and from their role is really, uh, you know, something that's going to help guarantee success. So making sure everyone knows, you know, what their role is and how their role impacts a project. And if they don't execute their project, they should understand that as well. So really laying out a plan, whether it's a scope of work, and then going stage by stage through that scope of work and making sure everyone knows where they play into that scope of work, I think that's really important. And then creating a runbook uh, that is you know, defined and uh, edited throughout a uh, piloting phase is also really key. Uh, picking a scope of work and putting it next to a, uh, a runbook and making sure that each person knows where they're, where they're coming into play how they're supposed to deliver that and what the expectations of their partners and peers are, I think is really, really important. How can the wrong hardware hurt your practice? I mean, the wrong hardware selection uh, could be crippling Uh, financially, uh, functionally, operationally, everything that you, you know, you're adding new hardware, you're updating hardware, you're refreshing hardware or technology to, to address a problem or address a challenge. Uh, COVID is a great example of that. People were, you know, modifying their drive-throughs at rapid pace to, you know, deal with more f- uh, throughput and flow. There, if you didn't create a hardware, so- pick a hardware solution or pick a technology that helped, you know, service your individual needs, that's going to create more challenges and potentially create more bottlenecks uh, and you know take money out of your pockets. So you, you know, you implement technology and hardware to basically create more efficiencies and effectiveness and ultimately create a better work experience for your teammates and also create more enjoyable you know, transactional experience for your consumers. So making sure you pick that hardware and understanding how a process works, pitting hardware up um, against each other at a piloting and a field trial phase is, is really important and you know, making sure that's the best in class for your individual solution. Um, it could be a point of sales that is in every other retail location or every QSR across the board. But, you know, those applications may not be what's best for you as a restaurateur or as a retailer, so you really need to evaluate that. Uh, Taking best-in-class advice from uh, trusted partners is also key and seeing what they see out there and and making sure that it's just not another transactional uh, relationship. How can poor workflows throw a project off schedule? You know, defining people's roles and making sure they understand those roles is, is really key. When you talk about a workflow from, you know, the top level of an executive to down through the IT team to the construction team, making sure that everybody knows what the expectations are early on is is key. Making sure that everyone knows what the ultimate goal is and what problem they're solving. I think that'll help get uh, people championing a new rollout project across, you know, all the different sites that it uh, is touching. Um, So basically, creating a workflow that everyone knows their roles, everyone knows how to communicate those roles, and to know where each benchmark comes into play, and how to adjust and adapt to challenges and variables that uh, are unforeseen and unpredictable will also become part of those workflows. So creating an agile team, internally, externally, and people working together, I think that is, is key. So that all comes down to communication. So, you simplify that in a lot of ways where you have leads in each level of a, of a project. At a technical level, if you have a team of five going out to deploy a technology, you have one lead for that technology team that is the point of contact as they go upstream. And that person talks to a project coordinator who talks to a project manager. And they're communicating directly with the end user, whether it's a QSR or a retailer. They're making sure that they understand a project soup to nuts and where things are going and how things are flowing. Uh, you know if a project gets behind that could be detrimental to uh, operational dollars and, and getting live. So the ultimate goal is to define a goal define a project's ultimate goal which would be deploying a technology across every site in the country. How are you going to get that done uh, by that desired date and what's the most efficient and effective way to do it in communication is, is what it's all about and making sure all the key players and everybody that has a uh, a role or as a key stakeholder in those projects understands their impact on that project and it could be on an individual site you know, during a piloting phase, but that's building a foundation and creating a workflow for the entire project that is replicable through an entire state, through an entire region and across the country. Why is it important to hire the right people for the job? You know, Making sure the people in the right seats on a project is key from the onset. Making sure the right project leads are communicating um, you know from the top down so it's where you're putting people in a uh, position to succeed is really really important we find that you know a project manager has a lot of control over these projects but you know they have to have trust in the people they're working with and understand the, each person's you know strengths and weaknesses and making sure that you put people uh, in the right seat will help you propel projects forward so you know understanding internally and externally uh, what each person's role is and how that role would impact a project is, is really important. I think that um, inter- an understanding truly how a, the, the two parties will work together, internal parties, external parties, and creating that communication cadence that is consistent and replicable um, is, is something that, it, it goes a long way. And it seems really simple when you think, hey, I'll do this a couple of times, um, and it'll be easy to implement. It's not always that case, but that muscle memory is really key. It's like anything in sports or uh, music or whatever your passions are. It's the more you practice, the more you do something, the easier it becomes and you know you continue to kind of just be able to do it. So doing that over and over again and creating that cadence and understanding how you continue to deliver projects uh, is key. And I think the more comfortable you get with somebody, we have partners that we work with across the board and we you know do thousands of sites with a year and our project managers are used to working with their leadership and their project managers. And there's a, there's a cadence where we're almost an extension of their team. And I think they're comfortable with us and they trust in us to deliver those projects. And the same thing is we know they're gonna hold up their end of the bargain because it is a, a joint effort by everybody involved. And if you're not all on the same page and there's not constant alignment, you're gonna get off track easily and things can spiral quickly. I think that anybody that's ever worked in this field has seen it in the past and has lived through those challenging projects. And when you go back to it, sometimes it's just simple. And it's just an easy pivot and an easy change in how often you're communicating or hey, we're gonna do this to address this and being comfortable and and confident enough in your relationship. It's kind of like any kind of personal relationship. You have to be able to talk transparently and fluidly with your partners to make sure uh that they're that they understand what the expectation is and you know feel confident and when you say something that you know there's not going to be backlash and it's just creating a strong relationship uh, and it'll help propel projects forward how can misalignment result in disaster you know misalignment and not defining you know, what the ultimate goal is, 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 is key. You know, someone might say that the, uh, we see this all the time, the deadline date is the most important function or the most important hurdle we need to overcome. But they're not understanding that, hey, we haven't implemented this across the board yet. So when we get in real time, that the actual functional part of it is actually much more challenging to implement than you would think it would be. So, you know, defining the, the, the goals And what the most important goals and which carry the most weight is really important early on in the project and is it a deliverable date is it the most you know the we we always tell people the cheapest route is not always the best route and just because someone's a low bidder you're going to deal with you know other issues that come with uh, low pricing and you know it's great to be um, able to pass on savings and be a great partner and and we pride ourselves on that but we also want to make sure that those expectations are uh, defined early on and that they can understand that. Uh, we hate to, you know, change orders is a, is a dirty word here at Koozie. Um, and we know that our partners think that's a dirty word too because there's unforeseen cost. And yeah, things happen. But, you know, as you start to go through piloting phases and understand what a project is, you need to work to make sure that you guys are defining those goals and readjusting and, and re, you know, defining the, the benchmarks throughout a project to make sure that everyone has buy-in and all the stakeholders are uh, Committed to you know delivering what the goal is, and it's communicated. Why is orchestrating every piece of the execution critical? You know, I think it's it's just like in sports. You know, people script things out and make sure that uh, you know. I hate to use the football analogy, but a lot of teams script out their first ten plays of a of a project or a you know of a football game and you need to do that in a delivery for a project as well and if you start to orchestrate things and you create a runbook that is accurate and it defines every step along the way it makes it really hard to get out of line and it helps it to you know create consistency and replicable processes and that's how you create that standardization that is so important to everybody you know, as, as people and we've seen it over and over again, companies acquire companies, and the IT team or the tech team doesn't know what they're looking at remotely. It's because that standardization hasn't been done, and the consistently the deliverables haven't been consistent across the board. So it, it starts at the ground level. It's the X's and O's and the uh, the grassroots effort to really make sure as you're delivering a project, you're defining things step by step, so the projects are being implemented the same way, so that. Once they're implemented, they're actually integrated the same way, and they look consistent and standardized across every location. So that helps uh, project managers internally for restaurants and retailers truly understand the value of you know standardization, and it helps make their day to day easier. Which you know maybe they're working a regular uh, you know eight to five instead of working extra hours to try to make sure they're troubleshooting things. So understanding hey these little things that don't seem that big of a deal if a cable gets punched into the wrong port or whatever it happens to be during a uh, implementation. That is a big deal because you know our partners and uh, people that work in IT departments across the country they rely on that to be there and, and be consistent across the board. Why is an after action review important? Uh, you know, it's always oh, really good um, to, to review projects internally, externally, uh, collaboratively. Um, obviously, you know, we, we enjoy working with our partners and uh, we value their input because we consistently want to get better and, sh- and strive for excellence. And, you know, you're always gonna learn things on every single project uh, and overcoming obstacles uh, holistically and as, as a partnership is really key. And, you know, we experienced this, so we pivoted this way and this variable caused us to do this. That makes everybody better. And as you start to grow collectively and overcome obstacles as a team, uh whether it's you know with yourself internally or with an external partner i think that builds uh, cohesion um, and creates a standardized process and the relationship as well so after action report you understand uh, what the expectations are uh, what your expectations are what your partner's expectations are and then how you're going to approach the next challenge or project together and i think it allows you to speak freely and say hey we overcame this together Um, and celebrate the wins as well. Um, Yeah, you you know, it's easy to get hung up on, you know, things that go wrong and, and go sideways, but ultimately you're gonna overcome them. And whether you're gonna overcome them you know, once or create repeatable problems, that's something that's up to you and up to your relationship and how those things are defined. So we always find it very important to have those after action reviews, to constantly be in communication. How can we improve? How can processes improve? And, and you know, our partners and some of our best partners are constantly asking us, hey, challenge us, push on us to say, hey, how, how can we communicate you know, more efficiently and effective with you? And as we create those communication protocols and standards, um, We find that very helpful to to consistently do those after-action reviews and continue to evolve and define our processes and become better.